Welcome to the Evan Weiss Show, broadcasting from the West Coast, raw, in-depth, and relentlessly hacking the mainframe. Here's Evan Weiss. I try to, I try to get as much sleep as I can, but my husband, I use that term loosely, uh, uh, buyer's remorse, listen. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna leave him like I have time to shave my legs for somebody else. I'm forget. I'm stuck. Whatever. It's fine. I'm fine. It'll do. Hi and welcome to the Evan Weiss Show. Please like and subscribe and spread the word of the Evan Weiss Show all over the internets. Also, please go to evanweiss.com forward slash NordVPN to support our sponsors. So today I have a very important guest. She's not only a great comedian, she also happens to be my friend. Her name is Kira Sultanovich, and, I, and I'm going to tell you about her. She was born in Ukraine. Uh, she's a comedian, she's a writer, an actress. Uh, she grew up in San Francisco and started performing stand-up comedy in 1998. She's best known for her work on the prank-oriented reality show Girls Behaving Badly, which aired on the Oxygen Network for about four seasons. She has performed sketches and stand-up comedy on The Jay Leno Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Last Call with Carson Daly, Last Comic Standing, Hello Ross, and Comedy Central's The World Stands Up. She's also written for Joanne Rivers, Scott Baio, as well as to, uh, for former Disney stars Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. Hi, Kira, and welcome to the show. How are you? Hi. Hey, how's Thanks it going? Thanks for having me. What are you doing? You driving? I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, why not throw another thing into this uh, shutdown, lockdown? I got to take care of my old mom. I have an old mom. Wow. How old is she? So she's not even that old. She's 78, but she's just like an old 78. And so, you know, you know that I, uh, I'm a Soviet and I don't want her to go to the store and she's like, I don't mind waiting in line for food. It's like a memory lane. I feel nostalgia. And I'm like, no. So I have to like every time she needs something, I have to go run and, and get her stuff. So how's the lockdown going in California? Are they going to shut down for a second time? Uh, yeah, they said they're shutting us down until 2036. Okay. So How's I'm that going to work out? Uh, it's going to be awesome. I already have my Evite party invitations, um, you know, for 2036 of a post-pandemic okay. party. Can't wait. Uh, no, I don't know what's happening in this state. I have no idea. Um, I have kids, so that means I have to teach them again, which is worse than COVID for them. <laughs> Honestly, if you want to know the truth. If you want to know the truth, I want to know the truth. Something's going to get them COVID or me. And it's probably going to be me. Um, Cause I'm not their real teacher. And I tried in March, April and May. I tried, <laughs> I tried, but I'm the sub. Remember how poorly you treated the sub? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, they walk do. in the door. Boo. <laughs> You're not my real teacher. Put on a movie. So it's going to be awful. And I'm not looking forward to it. So on that what is married life to you and how, how is it everything you ever thought it would be before you got married? <laughs> if I would have known. I, I like that cackle. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, it's not in the marriage vows, right? Like to have and to hold and to sequester with you. 
um, during lockdown. <laughs> Honestly, my husband and I are fine. Like when it's just me and him. Okay. Totally fine. It's the kids that just cock block everything. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that no? Is that's language restriction on this? no. There is no language. What, okay. what do you think about? What do you think also about? Uh, Com, uh, comics being canceled and cancel culture does it make comedy harder harder to do in this new uh, politically correct era? What do you think about that? Look, I mean, there's there's really no such thing as actual cancel culture because here's the truth: if Bill Cosby was forty years younger. He might serve some time, and then I guarantee you he would get out and go on a national, international tour. He'd probably shoot three or four new specials for Netflix or HBO. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a real thing. Um, I know you're probably talking about, like, all the Chris D'Elia stuff. Right, and exactly. Jeff Ross and, and all that stuff. And he'll be fine unless he goes to jail, right? Because I don't know, that's still to be seen. I, I have no idea. He'll be fine. Like, he will come back after this. But the people that are like, cancel culture shouldn't exist. So you're saying people shouldn't be accountable for anything? Like, just be a douche or do illegal stuff? or So you're saying just he should able to do whatever he wants because cancel culture sucks that's not realistic well well, specifically about what people say though i mean yeah definitely if people do things that are legal obviously they should definitely pay the price and let the legal process do whatever it's going to do but what about saying certain things that were okay 10 years ago versus now where they're considered taboo well if you're saying things that were okay to say 10 15 20 years ago then you that's on you you need to figure out we don't use certain words anymore i think that's kind of easy right like when someone in their 70s um calls chinese food oriental food you have to you have to stop them and you have to say hey i get it like that's what you used 40 years ago we don't use it anymore and you now have to stop and you have to adapt the same way you don't use a payphone anymore right we've all adapted right what about free way, speech yeah go ahead what about free speech freedom though? of speech is very important yeah you, everyone in a country that allows it should have freedom of speech right but just know that we also have the freedom to say, well, we don't like your speech. Just because you have freedom of speech does not mean you can't get fired. You have the freedom. Good. You said it. You said the thing. And now people can react and say, we don't want you working at Walmart anymore or wherever. Right? What I mean, there, there's lots of laws that protect people from discrimination at work, though. What about discrimination from having a uh, been born uh, a lot a lot earlier in life and having a vernacular that is not considered politically polite today. Uh, I mean, should there right. be protection for that? <laughs> no. I mean, if you want to walk around and say, what it is, jive turkey, a <laughs> sentence that nobody says anymore, that's fine. 
but we as a society have agreed, um, hey, these words are hurtful, and when used in this way, they uh, can oppress people. And we so have your all contention, agreed. your contention is words oppress people. Absolutely, absolutely. If if somebody uh, like didn't Nick Cannon just get in trouble? Absolutely. I didn't. I didn't even. There's too much in the world going on for me to even click on that thread. But I don't know what he said or what he did. But Jews are angry, and you don't want Jews to get angry because we're not like march and you know walk down the street angry. But we'll just complain you to death. <laughs> so um, I don't know what happened, but I know he said something, and it was anti-Semitic. Do you know what it was? I can't quote verbatim what he said, but I know it was something to do with uh, Jewish people and power, which is a common th theme of a lot of these anti-Semitic uh, claims. Sure. Yeah. So much power. We have so much, you guys. Like, for example, I called my uncle who owns uh, CBS, NBC, and ABC, <laughs> and I told him, um, you know, of course, it was in Hebrew because Jews. Absolutely. Uh, but I told him, you have to fire Nick Cannon right away. First of all, all those media companies are not owned by Jews. I know. Jews might have, like, a high position. They're not, they're not owned by Jews. They might be like the vice president of programming. Sure, because our people like to, you know, fetch about stuff. And they like to say, why aren't there more shows on cooking? And then they, that's what they put on TV. But I, I think that it's a cop-out and it's kind of like a hack stereotype. And uh, if people want to think that, what can you do? You can't stop them. But all we can do is educate people and tell them my dad's jewish and he's a plumber <laughs> so, i know i know it's a lot of these people who are anti-semitic they've never been to israel or they've never been to a country <laughs> where there's lots of right. poor jews they right. only they yeah. only have this this warped uh stereotype of of jewish people in these in this in this very skewed way of looking at it it's it's almost asinine honestly it's like saying oriental food it's the same thing they were taught something. They never bothered to kind of learn anything else about it. And we have to tell them, you know, you, it's Chinese food, right? Like, and there are certain parts of the country. I travel a lot as a comic. And I will be in, you know, scratch your armpit, Alabama, right, performing. <laughs> and they have a restaurant that's just, please don't ever eat at these places because nobody Chinese has ever touched any of the food <laughs> inside these places. But they'll call it like Oriental House, and I'm just ah, oh. like no. I've seen things like tell. that. Yes, it's like please, just do you realize how backwards you sound? We have moved on, right? It's like dial-up. If someone uses dial-up, we literally look at them like they are a lunatic. Like, right. are you a psychopath? We all have Wi-Fi. Why are you using dial-up? It's the same thing stereotypes and but really Kira, how, how can you be yeah. funny without uh using stereotypes or being insulting of course you can can you really because I, yeah. I like your stereotype of the the soviet jew that's what's one of my favorite 
Because it's so true. Because it's so true. It's so true, by the way. (laughs) I am one. That's different. That's why black comics can talk about their community in a way that I wouldn't be able to. It just wouldn't make sense for me to, unless I wanted to be so super edgy. But that's not my style. But yeah, of course I can. You should be able to make fun of your own. Right, right. I mean, well, uh, people make fun of other people too, and I, and I think I don't. I I come from a different. Maybe I am that seventy year old guy who was born a long time ago. But I think freedom of speech is something to be taken seriously, and I think people should be yeah. able to say anything they want. And I know. I mean, right. you know, you really can't legislate people's feelings because I think it gets complicated when you're like, "Hey, are you offended by this thing?" Yes, I am. Well, I guess I can't say it now. It's kind of a hard thing to manage, right? Well, it's all context. All of life is context, right? right. If I stand naked in the of Target, uh, very likely I will be taken away by security. I don't know, maybe arrested. Whatever, well, that's illegal. But I will be escorted out. That's definitely illegal. illegal. If I if I stand naked in um, a Nordstrom's dressing room, trying on a bikini, really naked for that, right? Right. Or whatever. You just see what I'm saying. The context is where you are. So what is the context of you? If I'm in the middle of Nordstrom's naked, that's different. If I'm in a dressing room naked, that's context, right? It's different. So yes, it's what you're saying, but it's where and why. Um, They're very different things. So what what do you think about the football team, the Redskins, changing their name as to not to offend anyone when in reality the redskins they they call their team the redskins as an honor or an homage it's like karen right like karen has become a meme now right right right. so we've all decided that that's that's the new word hey if all the evans if all the evans or or let's let's take this i mean they're doing that to karen's now right anyone who's named karen is screwed and and um, it's kind of a bummer because I get why people create that kind of meme, right? Because it says so much in like one word, one right. name. I get it. But let's say um, let's take it let's take it a step further. And um, a huge sports team uh, got together and they said um, the let's say the WNBA, right? And they decided that they were going to call themselves the fighting men. <laughs> and they're a woman's, right? Right. It just, it wouldn't make sense. Now, if all the women in the world, it's women, right? It's women said, you know what? That's actually fine. Like, that's a great mascot. We don't mind. And the WNBA, that's women players. And if they all got together and they said, you know what? We kind of like that. It's strong. We like it. And I would be, I would be fine with it too. Cause that's what they've all, they have, that's the group that's affected. If all of the native American Indians mm-hmm. got together and they said, we as native Americans, now that's going to be difficult. For By the way, there have been Indians. lots of, lots of native Americans who've come out and said they don't have an issue with the Redskins more thing. than more than the ones that are affected. I don't know I don't it know has to be more. I don't it know has to be more, right? it's kind of hard to tally be. honestly okay so it has to be the majority right like a large majority have to come forward and say we think it's an honor we are strong we think that yes um, 
by naming your team the Washington Redskins, you're saying, like, we're warriors and we're going to beat the other team, right? Okay. I would have zero problem. And I, I don't have a problem, to be honest with you, right now because I don't really care. It doesn't affect me. And it's not my place. I mean, look, I, I I went to ho- I went to Hollywood I went to Hollywood High School, and uh, you know right. the, the mascot there is the Sheiks. So, right? yes. I mean, is that is that offensive? Should we should we take that down or? I don't. I don't. I am not from that lineage of people. It doesn't affect me. If those people are offended, then those people have to be heard. Right? right, they have to be heard, and um, then they can go forward and petition and, and do the things and protest. I, I don't, I don't think it's our place. You know, if there was the the Los Angeles Hebes was a basketball <laughs> team, you know, we could as Jewish people be like, um. First of all, Jewish people don't play basketball. Let's just start with that. Um, That's kind of racist. What? It is, <laughs> and pretty true, right? Like, pretty true. So, can you be racist you? and be and be honest and be truthful about something, or are those of things? Of course, of course. The truth is the nugget that ignites the fire. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why, if there was no truth in it, then no one would care. Exactly. So, like when people say. Well, women aren't funny. I don't get all up in arms, right? I don't. Joe, Joe Rogan like, says that. He said that a couple of times. Yeah. But he, the thing is, I think Bill wrong. Bill Burr also has said that. And he's been proven wrong. So it's not a fact. It's his opinion. So that's different. But do you think so, there's a nugget of truth in that that ignites that offense? No, but we've already, we've already proved that he's wrong. If there were no female comics that ever had any success, then maybe we could go, you know what? I mean, look at the numbers, right? Like, wow, that makes sense. Right. Huh. He's, he might be right. But we've had so many over and over and over again that have had the same kind of commercial success, right? Whether you think they're funny or not, that's the difference. You might think they're not funny. I think Again, you're. I think you're incredibly funny. Well, thank you, sir. You're thank welcome. You. We have a history. Yes, we do. But I, I do think you're incredibly <laughs> funny, honestly. Well, you know, it's just it's that's what's awesome about art. If you go to the Los Angeles Museum of Art and you look at a painting that's like blue and purple splatters, and you're like, this is riveting. Right. And then I look at it and I go, that's blue and purple splatters. But the next painting I'm blown away by. That's why art is subjective and interesting and amazing. And you have one certain feeling about it. And I have another certain feeling about so why it. Do you, why, why do you think that, Joe Rogan would say something so silly as to women aren't funny? I, by the way, it's I, not only Joe Rogan. It's, there's a lot of other people who've said things like that. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot. That's, again, what does he consider funny? Maybe some people only consider their image projected back to them as like, oh, a white dude with the same kind of white dude issues I have, right? So, like, then they're going to seek out 
comics to hang with and to socialize with and to watch themselves, um, you know, or someone that's like of their caliber. I bet he wouldn't say that to Amy Schumer. Why not? He wouldn't say that to her because she's an obvious commercial success. I, I don't think, so, see, I, I, I don't think Amy Schumer is funny. She's kind of annoying to me. But like you said, it's it, everyone sees different but things. Someone else does because right, there's right. no way someone. Is I know, I know. She's really popular. She's really popular. Multi multi millionaire, unless right. someone thinks that they're funny. It doesn't just happen. You I like I like Sarah Silverman. She's pretty funny too. Yeah, and that's what's awesome is that you can like whoever you want to like, but you can't say that women aren't funny because we know that they are. Are you offended Whether, by that by that statement? No, because I know it's wrong. It's wrong. Again, like how I was jokingly saying, like Jewish people don't play basketball. Are there two or three or four? Maybe yes, of course. But obviously, there are not as many as let's say black athletes, right? It's it's not because I don't think Jewish people couldn't play basketball well. And I'm sure there are. And I'm sure they're great. Imagine that there was a, a wide organization out there who okay, viewed okay. the concentration of African Americans in the NBA as offensive and okay. something to do with, uh, with African supremacy. And what if they lobbied okay. the government legally to force a better representation in the NBA of the American society, meaning more whites and more people of other mm -hmm. colors? Would you be for that or okay. would you think that would well, be well first of all the nba is not run by the, the government can't lobby the nba to do anything right it's privately owned so they can't tell them who they uh, i know i know but like on a moral level do you think the nba should be more representative no. of the racial makeup no. of of the u.s no no sports are completely different sports are very it's very tangible right if you gave me a basketball and gave me a hundred chances to shoot a basket, <laughs> I would probably make, I'm going to be kind. A hundred. <laughs> no. But if you gave someone else a hundred, right? Like then, okay, you're a better player. It's very tangible. That's why it's different than art, right? You have points you have. I mean, I don't have to go into all that because you understand it's different than being an artist. Right, so you're saying that... Uh, I've been told, I have been mm -hmm. told, here, I'll give you an example. I wanted to work a bunch of clubs in Hong Kong. Okay. Okay, there's a guy that books that. I reached out to him, and because I've worked in Asia before, and there are a lot of expats and a lot of, you know, English-speaking people and a lot of people that, you know, work in Hong Kong from Canada and Australia and all that, right? Okay. And he wrote back and he said, I'm really sorry, I can't book you. Women don't do well here. Hmm. Now, take the word women out and put in Mexican. That would be awful. He would never write that. He would never write, I'm sorry, I can't book you. Black people don't do well here. But it's okay to write women because it feels like, well, this is a group of people that understand like oppression in a different way that right. we can say it and we're not. Like he thought, like, she'll understand. <laughs> so you're saying Does that, that make any sense? yeah so you're saying that people are more 
flip it when discriminating against women than discriminating against races. Yeah, because now you you write that email, that guy could tweet that email or that comic, whoever, right, tweets that email. Look what this guy said. People start to get all up in arms, right? Everyone. But if I said, hey, I put it on my social media. Look what I, look what I got back from this booker in Hong Kong. Everyone will be like, oh, that sucks. Right. No one's going to protest or march or. What, what do you think about the protests and the marches and all that stuff? Do you think you're, are you for that or are you against that? I think it's a uh, part of our rights. You should be able to do it. But what do you, what do you think when they go a little bit further and they start destroying property, setting things on fire? Is that part of, you know, it's especially Fairfax. I, people, I know the Fairfax district got like ruined. Yeah, I saw yeah. that live. And I don't it's, want people to get hurt. That, 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 that to me, I understand people are angry and I understand they're frustrated and I, I understand where it comes from. And I support Black Lives Matter, and I think that it is necessary for people to have their voices heard and to be treated fairly. But there is a part of me, as a parent, I get really sad when things go violent. Um, I understand the anger, but I just get like, my heart just breaks. If people are getting pepper sprayed and throwing bricks and getting hurt, and it's just, that's hard for me to take. But I. I understand where it comes from. Where does it come from? Nothing ever changes. It comes from um, such a deep uh, frustration and systemic, um, you know, racism and oppression that has been going on for so long. It's so deep that, wow, it's going to take such major things, like maybe setting things on fire for people to, be jolted out of the sleepwalking that we are doing as a society. Hmm. But what do you say? What do you say? Really upset. What do you say to those who say, okay, you know, you have a valid point. Maybe there, there's systemic racism. Some it's arguable. Someone could make it that uh, distinction, but maybe we could have waited after the lockdown after why, why do it right in the middle of a lockdown? Why in the middle of a pandemic? Well, unfortunately, I mean, why can the can the police stop killing people during a pandemic? Maybe ask the police, hey, do you mind um, putting all of your body weight on someone's esophagus? No, that was that was that was horrendous. I think everybody agrees with it. that was, that was murder. So, essentially, I mean, if, you're, if that's going to happen, it doesn't matter what at the same time. You, you have to address it. You can't be like, hey, guys, we're going to address this in six to eight months when there's a vaccine. <laughs> no, but isn't there like a legal process right. that someone goes through instead of burning buildings down and creating havoc? I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like to see any kind of violence or anyone get hurt, but I also understand it. I mean, I, I understand it. Look, I, I grew up in L.A. You know, the LAPD has yeah. an, an illustrious history of, of doing beautiful things to different communities. And I, I, and I mean it uh, sarcastically. They're, they've been pretty brutal, honestly. From that perspective, the, the way I think that it's not a good thing to burn down buildings and do that kind of stuff, because as a kid, I'd see these neighborhoods that were burnt because of the Rodney King uh, riots not have any investments for, for like two decades. And I yeah. think eventually uh, it's kind of like it has a boomerang effect and it, and it affects yeah. people who live in those areas a lot worse for a longer time than, than the flashpoint. 100%. For, yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. Um, how was it working uh, with Jay Leno? 
Oh my gosh, it was incredible. It was the best eight years. So much fun. I, I can't believe I got an opportunity to do that for so long. I, I went in, auditioned to do a one-time correspondence piece, okay. and it turned into eight years. It's amazing. I, I, I love the, uh, the sketch with the, uh, with the talking booth. It's amazing. How do you come up with these ideas, by the way? Like, how do you how do you come up? Because it's a really cool idea. I don't know how anyone could think of it. It's pretty cool. Well, they came up with the idea for the photo booth. Okay. And then I just came up with like using props inside and just messing with people and and like we had water at some point. Like people were like spritzed with like a, a mist and then uh, and then I had a buzzer. I asked the guys that uh, do the special effects like, can you put a buzzer under their seats if they answer incorrectly? <laughs> and and then um, you know all that stuff. Like I I came up with all of those things what uh, are you going to continue to do uh a prank style comedy like uh, girls behaving badly oh my gosh that was a million oh, before you were born i that love it so I've, I've seen it though and i think it's great i like that whole prank <laughs> aspect of your comedy you know, that you do. i i think um i think there's like a certain amount of um you have to like really enjoy messing with people but to a point where it's not mean and so that takes like a delicate hand and i loved doing it i've done so many hidden camera shows i oh love gosh. those it's too many to even name i think i would rather like produce one or write on one at this point okay but you know now um during the pandemic i'm just i'm writing for people is what i'm doing okay um i literally am writing for eight different people right now uh, what kind of stuff are you writing Comedy. Comedy. That's awesome. Yeah. So you you transition because uh, mm -hmm. they uh, you know they don't want me to. Why not? <laughs> because they want people to think it's all their material. Oh, I see. I see. And uh, so you've kind of transitioned from stand up for now, especially during the pandemic, to to writing primarily. Until we can, um, yeah. Until we can go back on stage, go back on the road. Awesome. And where can people find out more information about you and everything that you do? Oh, yeah. Go to KiraComedy.com. That's my website. And you can see my talk show in a sauna called Let's Get Sweat. And you can see where maybe I'll be in the year 2036. Awesome. And awesome. you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> my Twitter's Kira Comedy. My Instagram's Kira Comedy. You can find me. It shouldn't be too hard. Kira, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Evan Weiss Show. Head over to iTunes to listen to previous shows. Questions? Email us at e at evanweiss.com.